This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by Black Belt CBD. If you're into CBD products or you want to try CBD products, especially nowadays, because, you know, a little bit of CBD might help go a long way, go to blackbeltcbdproducts.com, use promo code THEPODCAST25, you'll get 25% off. They now ship worldwide. It's not really Black Belt CBD website, it's another website that they piggyback off, but if you go to blackbeltcbdproducts.com, it redirects you there and it takes you right to the Black Belt products, which you get discount on. And like I said, it helps for everything, aches and pains. It's it's mostly roll-ons and rub-ons and stuff like that for your muscle and in- inflammation. So more geared towards your athlete, but your everyday blue-collar worker, it does wonders for you as well. So go to blackbeltcbdproducts.com. And if you're into collectibles, if you're into comic books, if you're into nerd culture, all sort of that stuff, go to firstrow.ca. This is a Canadian company. Everything you see there is in Canadian funds. They are first-row collectibles. So to all you American listeners... What you see there is Canadian funds, so it's a little bit cheaper, and they do ship to the United States, and I think they ship now worldwide as well, if I'm not mistaken. If not, too bad for you international people out there. But, like I said, they have everything from signed fucking ball, like baseballs, memorabilia, wrestling figures, comic books, they update daily, anything you need or want, they have it there, literally, I... I, Go on there every so often just to see because you never know. Hockey cards too if you're a big hockey guy because obviously being from Canada, that's what we do. All we do is play hockey and live in igloo. So that's another thing that you could check out there. And if you want to support me directly, please go to tpublic.com. If you scroll down on your device, it's embedded right there. This supports me directly. I have all kinds of merchandise from hoodies to t-shirts to onesies to carry-on cases to phone cases to mugs to travel mugs. Anything you need or want, literally, it is there. That supports me directly, please. It really helps me out. And lastly, the most important thing, the thing that costs nothing, the thing that takes you two seconds, rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms, but mostly Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So this week, I have a returning guest. I guess we had a good time the first time around. We'll see if we come on again. But he is the director and creator of Zombie with a Shotgun, Hilton Ariel Ruiz. Hey, what's up, man? Thanks for having me again. Oh, no uh, problem. Like I said, thank you for coming aboard. Because if I know a guest returns, then I know we did something good the first time around. So, Yeah, that is true. Definitely. <laughs> and it's not like I pay my guests, so obviously it gives you more incentive to come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you again. No, not a problem. So what's going on since pretty – well, the last time we talked, you were in – production well post-production for zombie with a shotgun it has been released we're gonna get into all that shit but other than zombie with a shotgun what's been going on with you yeah everything has been going good um it's been already three months since the film has been released um and definitely as you know i I, you know promoted as much as possible i can for the film right um you know getting out the word out there getting people to see the film 
um, as much as possible. Um, you know, as of now, it's uh, of course it started off at Amazon Prime, and then now it's uh, Google Play, it's on uh, YouTube now, and of course Tubi. So there's a lot of, and it's 68 territories also. So it's pretty oh, sure. good. It's 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 moving. It's going. Um, we're looking to you know expand to 100 more territories. Nice. Uh, and uh, you know, same thing, just promoting it, and at the same time trying to figure out what the plan is because you know a lot of people um uh, of course is asking me you know um when is the the you know the sequel when are you going to do the sequel you know of it, course. you know this was really hard of course you know when you when you do your whole campaign right and um and there there's uh there are people that are very interested in uh coming on board and doing nice. the sequel um of course you know as right now it's all talks possibly it could be uh, something that comes to you know to life and we could be really true and it'd be really excellent so you know um we're on a few weeks of uh, finalizing the script and having the script completely done and, oh, wow. and, and ready to go and uh of course um you know re- uh, uh go back to those those uh players that say that they're willing to come on board for um the sequel um mm-hmm. i'm pretty shocked that it's been pretty quick um that you know a lot of people are interested in coming on board and helping Nice. So, right now, you know that's that's probably what's going on. You know, promoting the film, getting this finalizing the script, and possibly if you know everything goes good, you know, let's see what happens. Other than that, I, I I'm thinking about you know maybe promoting the film, um, as in like a new campaign, possibly in the summertime. Just say like I decide, okay, you know what, the 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 you know the whole thing is not working, the logistics is not right. Um, I'll go on and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to pull the trigger and uh, no pun intended, right? (laughs) Um, I'm going to uh, go and do a campaign this summer and see, you know, how long it takes me to raise a much better, bigger budget. Uh, It may take a year or whatever. That's what it takes. That's what it takes and get the sequel going. Um, And that's basically what's going on. And, of course, you know, you always have, you know, other projects you're working on and trying to see if, you know, you hear other people trying to figure out, you know, hey, let's do this, let's do that. You know, you always you always listen to people, you know. And and, that, and you know how it is in the business. It's, it's a really interesting business, you know. It's a, a, um entertainment business or whatever, you know, uh, when do filmmaking. Right. Um, today, you know, we, you know, I'm having this conversation with you saying, hey, yeah, promoting the film, doing this and doing that. And then tomorrow somebody can call me and say, hey, look, I have this film. I want to do, I have this much money uh, and I want you to come on board and direct it. Would you willing to do it? And then you'd be like, uh, okay. And then that could be your next project for the next, you know, couple months. Of course. So that, you know, you just don't know what happens. And and that happens a lot. You know, I mean, I I can tell you stories of projects that I worked on that I've never even imagined to work on. It's just somebody just contacted me and say, you know, when you come on board and do this project with me and everything. So that's what's happening. No, that, it's so true. And from the podcast side of you, it's the same thing. Like you plan as much as you can, you get your guests on, but then all of a sudden a guest reach reaches out that either has been on and wants to come on again, or someone that just didn't respond to your email right away and is getting back to you now. And it's like, oh, I'm ready this day. And then you're like, oh, fuck, now I got to record two or three episodes in a week or in a, how am I going to space this out? And you don't want to say no, because obviously you want as much reps as you can. And obviously you want to interact with people because it leads to something else. And then even like you said, people start contacting you. Like I had this great opportunity coming up. I don't want to jinx it, so I'm not going to mention who it is or whatnot. But it's a pretty big band up here in Canada, and they reached out to me to be on the podcast. And it's like, oh, see, this is the cool shit. And that, like you said, at least it's something else. And then you work on other projects. So it's like, hey, it's a day-by-day basis, right? Some days are good. Some days are bad. <laughs> yep, yep, absolutely. It's, it's, that's how it goes. Oh, that's hilarious. Well, you mentioned the sequel. I don't want to start from the backwards working forward, but with Zombie with a Shotgun, the cliffhanger was awesome. Like, to me, that's what makes you want to come back and see something else. And that's probably why people are reaching out to you so quickly, because it's like you almost like wet the tip and you're like, okay, here it is. This is sort of what's going on, but I'm not going to tell you everything. Stay tuned for more. You know what I mean? And that's brilliant. I love that type of storytelling. And even like that's one of the main things I loved about the movie was sort of I always compare it to Lost, the TV show. Like, you give a little hint of what's going on, and then you have flashbacks, and then you have other stuff going on, and the storytelling type, like, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, you know, because you fucking yeah. did it, but yeah, yeah. that's what I'm talking, like, to me, that makes such a great TV show, great movie, and uh, wants people to come back for more. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and, and, you know, when, that's what, that's a lot of response we're getting back, you know, that people say, oh, we, you know. I was so upset that, you know, to be continued, I wanted more. And, <laughs> right. and, you know, and I'm like, yeah, you know, but, you know, 
what, you know, what's going to happen or, you know, what are you going to do? And, you know, what's going to happen to Seagull? And I said, well, it's just only one way to find out. But, you know, and, and, you know, shooting the film, you know, and you know how it is being independent artists. Uh, we, you know, I wish I could have gotten more, you know, and, and it was budget wise and trying to figure out how, you know, how we could stretch the film a little bit more. Uh, and, you know, when independent um, filmmaking, you know, there's a point that you really got to stop and figure out, say, hey, you know what, this is going to be the end. Right. And um, I mean, hopefully from here, somebody can, um, um, you know, you know, bite the bullet again, no pun intended, <laughs> and say, hey, I love this. Uh, you know, I, I you know, and, and this, you know, create a fan base. Yeah, I, I, and, right. And having the film done. I, I really didn't know, you know, we grew the social media, we grew a fan base. Right. And I would tell you, I, I did not know how the fans would respond or mm. the non-fans or new people come on board and, and see the film because I thought that they probably would get disappointing with an ending like that. Right. Um, but, you know, you know, that's, that's what independent filmmaking is. And, and, you know, um, you know, horror is probably, you know, the truest, you know, independent, you know, a lot that's of films, uh, you know, back in the days all from you know, indie films and everything like that it's just trying to be as much creative you can be um you know to get the film out and get the story out and of course in, in today's day and age people don't it's not to say that your movie doesn't have the quality but like the high production quality as they say right the hollywood quality people don't care about that anymore they want story they want something good to you don't even have to like you could close your eyes and just pretend whatever as long as the storytelling is well done and everything else is well done then who cares because people understand independent okay you don't have a big budget but you still pulled off some amazing shit like even with like the drone shots that was pretty cool like and all that and even like the camera angles of the way you shot everything and the cutaways and it didn't look like it was someone doing it in their basement so to speak you know what i mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i love that for, for an indie movie and that keeps me wanting more and again it shows that you know what the fuck you're doing <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. No, I appreciate that. And, and yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of, you know, of course, the indie horror, indie film community, they truly understand that. Of course. And of course, you, you, you get people that don't understand that. And I don't yeah. expect them to understand that, you know, they're not used to that sort of like, you know, work and everything like that. Right. But I get a lot of people that say, hey, you know, I'm, um, you know, it, it was, you know, it was a, a, a fresh air, you know, brand new fresh air out there because, uh, yeah. um, um, you know, they're so used to watching this, this, the same stuff, you know, on streaming services that have the same quality, same, it looks like the same production team right. has moved on to the next film, the next film, the next film, and it looks the same exactly. Yep. And here it is, it's something different. Uh, and, and, you know, it, it, people just think it was just different. You know, I was just happy to see something different. Um, and hey, you know, it's funny. I was like, hey, you know, I wish I had like a budget like a, one of those streaming <laughs> services and stuff like that. Not to right. name any names, but... We went with it, you know, it definitely, you know, with the budget we have, we said, you know, we're going to go like a noir kind of film style and everything because, you know, that's, yeah. we, you know, it, it was cool for that. It, of course, wanted to go different. The whole thing was unconventional anyway. You know, we had a zombie that was able to hold a shotgun and yeah. be able to, um, you know, have his uh, intelligence uh, as a, as when he was a human. Yeah, no, for sure. And again, it shows everything, even like the little nuance you added towards the end with that little animation that was that came out of nowhere. And it was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And it was yeah. you were able to tell the story again without breaking the budget. I assume that's what. Right. Yeah, I, I, I you know, you know, again, I'm not going to, you know, shooting the film. You know, we shot the film, of course. And then, you know, when we took the film into the editing room, um, to say it in myself hey how obviously zombie with a shotgun is an eye-catcher title i mean you know that's that's an eye-catcher <laughs> that itself has people watching the film yeah um you know and, and and again yeah people are very disappointed too because they feel like this is going to be sort of like you know this sort of like zombie with a shotgun where you know it's going to be shooting blood sweats and gore and everything but again uh, my whole thing was to try to do something unconventional and, and, and something really different mm-hmm. but how would i do that different um, how would it be separate itself from other films? Right. Um, and, you know, like you said, the animation had its own little story. If you followed it, right. you'd be able to see, you know, they had its like little story. And, you know, just trying to get these little things out there that, you know, people would appreciate. And I try to do like little pieces of that. You know, people who love the whole animation, people who were so into like New York City drone shots, feel mm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And even the makeup, I, I wanted to go with a top-notch makeup because without... You know, horror film to me, you know, it that is very important. You have that yeah. makeup art, you know, that that 
that uh, you know whatever one scene, few scenes with that amazing artwork to me, you know, it's part of film horror filmmaking. Not all the time you have to have that. And I just felt that that was really important to do. And how do I separate myself from, you know, a lot of these horror films, especially zombies, you know, Um, and, um, you know, it it was, it definitely was a risk. Um, and, um, you know, uh, we went with it and, um, you know, so far so good. Yeah. And you mentioned it, uh, the makeup that, that like, again, for an indie film, especially the last scenes when he was fully converted into a zombie again, not to spoil it, but if you watch the trailers, you see it. But yeah. you know what I mean? He's like that. I was like looking. I was trying to see like, cause I'm, I'm really fickle when it comes to shit like that. And I try and always pick out the shit that I could notice with my eye. Like, I'll be like, Oh, they missed that. Oh, they missed. And I'm looking, I'm like, do I see a flap anywhere? Can I see this? And it's like, they made, they did a fucking good job, man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it did a very, very unbelievable job, and uh, that was something that I um, was very, you know, I was very, like, this had to be it, because, um, you know, the title is Zombie with a Shotgun, and, you know, you know, throughout the whole film, you know, you, 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 that's, that's, you know, everyone's probably waiting for, everyone wants to see, so to give them that makeup job with the shotgun, that's, that is what I, I, think people you know envision to see a freaking zombie with a shotgun and the makeup was just kick-ass and you know there was nothing that in that makeup that you can say you know there was like no flaws on it it was just right. an amazing job uh, of course and another amazing job was the score of the movie as well the creepy nuances the just the little things that you guys added in that made it feel that you're watching a horror movie and that's sorely missed nowadays, I think. Because I remember back in the 80s, and again, I'm going to harp on this, and I know we did before with 80s and 90s slashers, but you have these amazing scores that when the soundtrack came out, people actually wanted to buy it just so they could hear it again. Like, you know what I mean? And I think that's sorely missed from movies nowadays. I don't know if you feel the same about that. Yeah, yes, yes, absolutely. And and it, just, just go back at the music, you know, it's um, David Bateman is the is the uh, gentleman who, who scored the film. Okay. Uh, and it's very special because, uh, um, you know, we we started the web series almost close to eight years ago. That's oh, wow. how time flies. Shit. So eight years ago is when the first episode was shot. Uh, and David Bateman came on board to do the score yeah. for all the episodes. And when we decided to do the feature, I just felt like it was just right to have him come on board to do the score for the feature. Mm-hmm. And it just, you know, it was just right for me to have him on board. You know, and he, he's a very accomplished uh, composer. Um, and him and I hit it off very well all the time when we talk on the phone and everything. And I was just you know, excited that he was going to have the opportunity to do the feature. That's something that he started, you know, like I said, eight years ago. Right. And, and that was pretty cool. My God, yeah, again, like the, the, the small things, and that's what I always look for. And it, you even added a love story to this, sort of like a triangle at the beginning, and then you see sort of what happens towards the, again, I don't want to reveal spoilers, so I'll keep it yeah, sort yeah. of vague. And, but and, you know, I think it, it's pretty interesting that you say that because I, um, um, and not a lot of people mention the love story, and I okay. think that's what made um, um, Zombie with a Shotgun different than in a lot of films. Like, um. <clears throat> And separate itself from horror films or you know zombie genre as you want to say right um and i think it started off in the very first episode and we're going back to the first episode and and i remember that first episode it actually went viral oh, okay. and i think it, it was because of the ending of that zombie shotgun right. you have this guy who says you know we got this good looking guy this good looking girl she's on the run and everything like that and you're trying mm. to see okay who's this zombie this guy's a zombie with a shotgun and he takes a shotgun and he shoots the guy and then we sort of have this amazing music that comes on by david and then we you know we do a dissolve and there he goes making out with a female <laughs> and and that was to me the key right actually that's the heartbeat that still continues is from that episode wow. because it's never been seen before okay. and that was a risk also um and you know that that was also that's pretty uh, you know not a lot of people know this when we that was never in the script when we shot the film we shot the short film and we cut and i just stood there and i'm like i don't know i felt like something was missing and i told him hey why don't we have you guys there and do a kissing scene you know uh, however you guys feel like it you know you you know like i'm not forcing you guys to go crazy tongue each other whatever some intimate sort of kissing there that shows that both of you guys are you know into each other you guys love each other and we did it and went on the cutting when we went in the in the the editing room to cut it we were like 
that's it. Wow. <laughs> so from there, you know, I, of course, that to me is one of the major themes of Zombie with Shotgun, right. the love story. Yeah. Um, you don't see it in zombie films. No. And um, I, that, again, not a lot of people mention that. And it is a big part of the film. Not to, like I said, not to spoil it, stuff like that. Right. But it, it, it's it's sort of weird because it is sort of subtle, but it's not subtle. It's it's very interesting how it it came out, you know. And um, and again, it's a big part that not a lot of people don't mention. Right. Um, and again, they they know and everything like that. And but it's it's there. And um, I think that is the, one of the you know the key elements of what made the you know. It's successful the way it is with you know its fan base. Well, exactly. You establish it literally in the first, I believe, ten fifteen minutes of the film that these are a couple. This is what's going on, and then you introduce other uh, characters, and then you're off to the races. And then the whole premise of the movie is the couple trying to figure out what's going on with the main character, Aaron. Like you know what I mean? And that's I don't, I don't know how people <laughs> either they don't want to talk about it or or I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, weird. maybe 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 like you said, maybe you just said it's <laughs> obvious. And then, uh, but you know, people when the people talk to me, you know, they talk about the makeup, they talk about the you know the shots, they talk right. about the story, they talk about the actors, they talk yeah. about you know certain things. Yeah, and you, maybe you're right. Maybe this just it's so it, it is obvious, but whatever. Let's talk about this. <laughs> and now the next yeah. thing I got to talk about, of course, in every good horror movie, you got to have some booby and some ass shots. Yes. Now, yes. how did you? Okay, because at first I was like, is it on? Honestly, again, without spoiling it too much, there's a sex scene at the beginning. And I'm like, how much is it going to show here? Am I going to get full frontal? Am I going to get bush? Am I going to get something else? And you sort of subtly showed side boob and them. You could tell they're naked, obviously. But then they go out and then that's it. But then later on, you, you towards the end, obviously, you show boobs everywhere. And it's like, okay, now this is... Now, now he hit the quota. So now I'm satisfied. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know... Um, <laughs> Uh, how can I talk about this, but, you know, sounding right. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, um, Especially in our um, day and age. <laughs> well, well, what, what I'm going to say is, you know, it is, it is, it is strange to say that, you know, uh, um, especially back in the days, there was horror films to have some, you know, nudity in it, in it is what makes, you know, sort of like a horror film. Hey. And, and just, and just yeah. to say there is also uh, semi-nudity with the male, uh, you know, um, figure as well there. Of course. You know, semi um, you get to see his body, of course, and everything like that. Yeah, get a nice ass, um, ass shot. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And 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 you know, we we going into the film. This was a um, this was an understanding with everybody that agreed on it. You know, and it was something like, hey, let's not. You know, it was something sort of that it was a mutual thing that we, we it it came on mutually to do scenes like that with the actors. You know having themselves perform and they felt that that, you know, it was okay. And, um, right. you know, and I respected that, you know, respected the fact that, you know, in the script, there is nothing that showed nothing that says nudity or something. Oh, really? Um, okay. Yeah. There were scenes that were, you know, because I respected that, you know, and I right. wanted to go when we went in the scene and, you know, we were there and then we, it, it, it just, the conversation came up. Okay. How do you want me to do the scene? How do you want to do that scene? And again, you know, these time, this time and age, you know, you, you, you know, you got to be careful. Yep. So, you, you know, you have to have the actor and the actress basically say, how do you feel? Do you feel comfortable? And, and, you know, sometimes, and well, the whole thing, they were comfortable. They were like, yeah, like, nice. I think this would be cool. I think this would enhance the film. Uh, I think this is something that, you know, makes a horror film, a zombie film and everything. Yeah, There's no, you got to have it. If it's a zombie film, it's a horror film. So that was cool. Uh, I, and, you know, um, it, it was, you know, however you want to take it, I feel like it was done very tasteful. Uh, <laughs> it, was. it was. Like I said, yeah, the sex scene was done tasteful. It was. Yeah. And, you know, however Beth feel, feel about it and everything like that. And, um, yeah, it was there. It was there. Um, and, um, yeah. Now, I need to, again, but obviously there's permission there, but how awkward, I don't know if this is your first sex scene that you ever directed, but how awkward is it to film those type of scenes and just say you don't get like a certain side boobed a certain way or something and you're like can you adjust this can like how like how do you go through that without again stepping on people's toes and making them feel yeah, uncomfortable I've, I've done i've done scenes before in the past um it could definitely be awkward um once you feel the vibe off of one of the the actors okay. and, and you feel it you do feel it okay and that's where you know coming in as a director you might have to say hey you know what if you don't feel comfortable let's no, it ain't gonna work or anything like that. Of on, on zombie with a shotgun, 
I have to say that that the actors were so like gave it a hundred and ten percent. There was no like bad vibes. It was such amazing energy throughout the whole production, right. and it was just. Uh, I, and, and that's the key thing of the film. The key thing in the film that you know, yes, we had a very very low budget, but having the team, the crew, and the cast saying, "Hey, you know what? I want to be part of this." They felt like this project was special right. because. Yes, there was a sort of following to it. There was, you know, this following that, you know, not a lot of feature films start off already, Mm -hmm. especially in a very independent field. Right. You know, you you, you do get people that, you know, big Hollywood, of course, they do films (laughs) based on, you know, oh, this was a popular book. There was a popular this. And they have the money backing. But we're we're very very independent, very, you know, and you don't see that a lot. And I thought that, and I appreciated that a lot from the cast and crew that mm-hmm. they knew what was going on before Zombie was shocking the was shooting. They knew that there was, you know, comics out there. They knew it was a web series. They knew it was a social media thing that was going mm-hmm. on. And and I know I I felt that vibe that they they wanted to be part of something special. Yeah. And um, um, when it was time to do those scenes, there was no hesitation. There was no second guess. There was like, yeah, let's do it. And there was that energy. It's just people were just vibing off each other very well. And I would have to say that's what you call, a, you know, a, a professional a set, a professional, um, you know, um, um, atmosphere. Right. And having that professional atmosphere, there was nothing there to say that, you know, oh, I, I felt like this and that and this and that. No, it was very professional. People were there just to do the thing, create the art, perform the art in front of the camera, and you know have it at the end cut and see how it, sound, it looked at the end. And, um, and that, that was a good thing about the, uh, uh, during the production. Oh no! Just, again, it comes off, and the, the two main characters—I I don't want to butcher their names, but I know it's Braden and Catherine. I—I I, I don't want to mispronounce their yeah, last Braden, names. So. Yeah, Braden and, and the females Catherine. Yeah, I, I think they did it in a very amazing, and and that you know. And, you know, it, it, is, it is doing an indie film is really difficult. And, and, and one of the things is talent. Right. Talent is really hard, you know. And these two guys nailed it. You know, Catherine and Braden, they nailed it. And, um, you know, and all the other ensemble uh, uh, cast and all the, the actors and actresses surrounded, they did a very well, well job, too. They did a good job. Right. And But of going to the leads, they, you know, it's very hard to see a very indie film very that the low budget that we went that carried a carries a film very well um and they both did um and you get different takes on people's opinions of like wow i thought uh, he was great wow i thought she was great you know people have the whole thing about it but at the end of the day everyone agrees that dumb two were just amazing no, they were. No, I gotta ask. Being the lead and putting this all together, did you slide in any of your buddies as like little background extras or anything like that? Like, does or does anyone ask you if they? Hey, can you put me in your movie just as a, as a sit-in in the back or something? No, only oh. one guy was uh, one of the producers, uh, uh, Kirk Goodall. Uh, he was the uh, he was the black guy that was behind. The uh, sit down, the mafia sit down. He was the, oh, one of the bodyguards. Gotcha. Yes, he's yeah, yeah. one. Of, yes, he's one of the producers uh, uh, on the film, and um, of, of course, my buddy is a really, really close friend. Uh, you know, we, we grew up together. Oh, okay. Uh, and he's he was in it, and I thought it was pretty cool to have him there. <laughs> and, you know, right? so he he was he was one of the buddies there. But other than that, I'm I'm thinking uh, no. Everybody was. Uh, casted and there was no um i'm thinking you're making me think because in total there was 30 actors and actresses whatever oh, you want to call them many wow. actors in the thing uh there was 30 of them out of 30 of them only one was my buddy slash producer uh kirk goodall he was one of them okay there you go yeah 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 because i'm sorry if i had a buddy who was directing a movie i'd be like hey you got to slide me in there somehow man <laughs> yeah i you know it's surprisingly that no one asked me and i can tell you probably why no one asked me. Go for it. There wasn't enough time. Oh, now, okay. Um, you know, I did something that was very, you know, whatever you want to call it, ambitious, crazy, whatever you want to say. Sure. What, and that, you know, 2016 is basically when we raised the monies on July 4th, if I recall. 
oh, wow. around there okay. is when we closed the campaign. That was the last campaign. Gotcha. And it was one month that I was able to find locations, cast, crew, Shit. and one month. We started in the first week of August. Wow. So, the, that, yeah, it was crazy because um, there, there was two things with that, you know, um, and, uh, you know, there's two things with that. One of them was I had the budget. Okay. And I said to myself, maybe I should raise more money. Oh. Okay. And I was like, but, but if I raise more money, and this is just me thinking, right? You know, we're going to go into September, school starts, so mm. and then October. Okay. You know, it would probably be the best time to shoot the film. Can I raise enough money from July, from all the way then for to go into October? But then people starting to get into the holiday breaks, with going away. Actors and actresses might be going away during the holidays, sure. the, um, you know, Thanksgiving and Hanukkah and Christmas and New Year's. You're basically shot after like November 10th all the way to like January 15th. It's, yep. it's pretty hard. You know, everybody is kind of like in their, you know, own worlds, family, friends, sure. celebrating or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, so if that happens, then we're going to have to shoot this in February or March and everything. But I, I, I'm this guy, you know, very ambitious. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. And if I'm going to go for it, I'm going to shoot it now because I don't want to fall into September, October. I just didn't want to wait six more months and then figure it out. Right. And then, you know, I, I just – that's what I did. So it, in a month, I got everything together to shoot the film. I don't advise anybody to do it. Right. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm sort of. I, I'm sort of. I'm sort of um, used to doing things like that. I, I've done, you know, numerous projects before. Right. And just in, in a week or two, I set everything up. Okay. So I kind of had a, a, you know, a, 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 you know, crazy sort of like a, you know, a, a, a method to madness. If they would say, you know, I had right. like my own method of trying of, of doing things and and was able to do it. You know, and so again. I don't think there was enough time in that month that I had a friend say, oh, can I be in it? Gotcha. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right. So <laughs> if I had a date that said, okay, we got the money, we're yeah. going to shoot in this date. Right. No, it was like ne- next month we're shooting. Wow. Yeah, okay, that makes sense yeah. then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Another yeah. thing I want to touch on about the movie. I'm a huge video game fan. I don't know if you are, and I don't know if you know where I'm hinting towards this. Yes. I don't really I do. want... Okay, okay, perfect. So the sub-zero, the sub-zero fatality, I'm not going to say which type of fatality, but there was a sub-zero fatality literally in this movie. Go check it out. If that doesn't sell you on this movie alone, I don't know what else will. But is it from your love of playing Mortal Kombat or no? No. Oh, was, <laughs> I was going to get so excited. No, it was more for Predator. Oh, you know what? Okay, uh, don't worry. I'm a huge Predator fan. I've watched them all to from the originals to the remakes. Ah, yes, that's right. And then, again, I don't want to ruin it, but what so happens afterwards, I see now, that does make sense. So what, it yeah. was an homage to Predator then. Yes, ah. yes. And you're not the first person that said that. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, no, it was more for like Predator. Uh, um yeah yeah um it's funny i'm 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 a little bit um thinking because um it not a lot of people also talk about that but i did get that you know i did get a few people talk about it and say what you just said but also not a lot of people also bring that up and i thought it was a pretty like you know scene to like really like and i I don't want to ruin it i think it's because what happens right after it exactly that people forget that I think so too. So, yes, yes. Because it's one of those what the fuck moments and and then all of a sudden something else happens and like you said, you it's you know what it is? I compare it to like I don't know if you're an MMA fan or a wrestling fan. You have the main event and then the one before the main event steals the show and then the main event comes on. It's decent, but then no one's talking about like you know what I mean? No one's talking about the other belt instead, right? And it was sort of yeah, that I think yeah, that, yeah no, you're right. It, it's um absolutely yeah no and, and now that i you know think about it again like, yeah, that, that's probably why not a lot of people but yeah it was a it's a it, it was a really difficult scene to do actually um and you know but we we, we put it pulled it off you know it, it, it was 
um, you know, a lot of the makeup also, how right. to make it right and everything and um, make it believable. That was the thing. And I think what made it believable, again, is what happens right after. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so go watch the movie, people. That's what we're trying to basically tell you here. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, of course, we got to touch on this because it's so relative to what's going on in today's day and age with the coronavirus or COVID-19, whatever you want to label this thing. The whole thing about the pharmaceutical and playing up... Okay, first off, are you a big conspiracy theorist? To a certain point. Like, you okay. know, I, I do... You know, not every single one I'm going to go, oh, yeah, yeah, but there, there is a lot of, you know, ring and truth to a lot of them. You know, right. like, uh, you know... But, yeah, I mean... Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, yeah, I was go just going to... Like, you even have some lines in it. Like, one famous line. Your government doesn't tell you everything you need to know. Like, that to me is fantastic. And I'm like you, like... I believe that where there's a, where there's smoke, there's usually fire. But again, how could so many people keep? I could go down a whole rabbit hole with this thing. But to, my whole point I'm trying to get across is the whole pharma company saying that they don't make money unless you're sick, and that's sort of what's going on today with the fear mongering and the panic mode and everything that the media is portraying. Again, up here in Canada, it's a little bit more lax. We see your American news, so we know what, what you guys are going through, but you don't see our Canadian news. And our Canadian news is pretty much saying that, yeah, it's bad, but as long as you're okay and you do your due diligence, we're going to be all right. But in the States, it's like panic mode. Like we were talking off air. You're like, oh, I just went to the supermarket. Everything's bare, dry, bones, can't get anything. It's yeah. like the apocalypse is coming. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I know. I, 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 it, make, it, it makes me panic. I'm like, whoa, what's <laughs> going on but yeah yeah so go ahead. go ahead yeah and that's what i'm just saying like there's so many things that you could relate to what's going on in today's age because without spoiling the movie it's sort of something that is a virus that is infected and even mm. me as the viewer i don't know where this virus came from in your movie that yeah. is and that's why i yeah. want to see another one to see where it actually was all about again you drop hints here and there but not the whole story but yes, yes. just like what's going on in today's day and age it's like okay you're telling us there's so many deaths and this this and that but you're not telling us the real story and this and that and you're making everyone panic and again i don't want to seem like an asshole like saying that there's nothing wrong of course there's something wrong there is a virus it's proven people are getting sick people are dying but is it as bad yeah. as everyone is making it out to be that's the thing that i really want to know just come on just tell us the fucking truth already like i don't know uh, well i do understand because again corporations make money off all this shit but whatever again going down the rabbit hole right <laughs> yeah yeah no it's so true and uh, again i don't know how from your perspective, is it really as bad as the media's portraying it? Are there people fucking flying around and panicking and there's fires on the streets? <laughs> uh, no, not. I, I mean, I haven't seen that. Look, I, 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 look yesterday um, and even today, uh, New York City is, is pretty quiet. It's pretty easy. It's uh, oh. definitely you feel it in the air okay. that people are panicking, nervous. Right. Um, I haven't seen the city that quiet in a long time. Right. Um, and you know, people are definitely worried. Um, and, and you know, a lot of it also, you know, I am from, um, <laughs> you know, people are going to be like scared of me after I say this, but oh, no. I'm, 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 I, I'm in Chinatown. Oh so, shit. Okay. So it's even, it's even more quieter. Right. Um, so yeah, it's sad to see when you walk around the city and you get to see these like, you know, Chinese businesses, are not making money. I know. You know, it's sad. No, nobody's coming. Tourists definitely, obviously, not coming to ban now. But right. you know, when it started, people are not going to the restaurants. People are not going to the stores. They're not, you know, supporting them. And I kind of like feel like it's sad. Yeah. They're not making money. Nobody's going down here and and supporting. Um, you know, and it sucks too because Little Italy is, you know, you know, Little Italy and Chinatown are just basically together. And, oh. Okay. And, little, and Little Italy makes loses money also. Yep. You know. And the restaurants and stuff, because if you go in a little early, you have to go through Chinatown. Gotcha. Yeah. And uh, so that whole area is like you know, and it's just it's it's very quiet and very uh, like I said, it's sad to see that. Um, you know, I hope you know pull it off. You know, everything. This, this, you know, I, I I can't tell you what you know. I don't know what's going to happen. Of course, um, no one does. It's, it's, yeah. It sounds like a freaking zombie film episode right now. <laughs> I, can't, I can't tell you what's going to happen. But we just got to, you know, but 
you know, go back to the whole conspiracy theory. You know, a lot of my inspiration of writing Zombie with a Shotgun was yeah. basically going back in the early 80s. And, yeah. you know, I grew up in early 80s when, you know, Ground Zero was here for the HIV epidemic. Right. So, some, you know, some of the writing that I created and I put into that whole scene, the pharmacal, was, you know, I was inspired through that whole HIV epidemic right. that happened here in New York City. And a lot of Zombie with a Shotgun is actually inspired by that, you know, oh. that... You know, the first AIDS victims, you know, they came across, they, right. they, they went to St. Vincent's Hospital, and there was the first ones there, and everybody was fearful and, and scared. Don't go near yeah. me, you know? Yeah. Um, and here, you know, we have the character, again, with Zombie, with a shotgun that, you know, and then zombies in general, you know, we always figured out, okay, he's a zombie, let's kill yeah. him. Why? Why right. would not help him? There you go. You know? And, um, you know, but, but... Yeah, I get it. They're monsters, scary, and everything. But my character here is still not a zombie, but people just right away don't know what to do with him. It's the fear, you know, yeah. the element of fear exactly. of not knowing, you know, the unknown. And, you know, do, go back to the whole uh, HIV epidemic, you know, that was very sad that people just stayed away from them. They were just dying, and yeah. doctors didn't want to go near them. Nobody wanted to go near them. Oh, you got to catch it. You got to catch this. You got to catch it, blah, blah, blah. Right. And slowly but surely, they started figuring out, wait, you know, this is through, you know, fluids, blah, blah, blah. Right. And people were still scared of them. And uh, mm -hmm. what happened to a lot of them, you know, they took this medication that didn't even actually kill them even faster. Yeah, uh, and you know it was it was a scary moment, scary time of, of what was happening, and um, you know I, what is the conspiracy theory there? What what happened to the pharmaceuticals that, that was creating this sort of like medication? You know mm -hmm. what was going on? Who was making the money behind this? What was this all about? There's definitely a conspiracy theory behind that. Yeah, um, and again, to just come back to zombie with a shotgun. I, I, that was my inspiration, you know, growing up during that time and seeing that and, and put, trying to put some of that element that I grew up with into the film um, was something that, you know, I definitely, um, um, I added on. Yeah, exactly. And my whole thing with conspiracies, because I always need like an end game. Someone has to profit for this to be a conspiracy because it makes no sense if no one's profiting, obviously, right? And when it always comes down to, I hate to say it and sound like one of those guys on a soapbox, but... It's usually because of oil and pharmaceuticals or religion. You know what I mean? Back in the day, at least. Not so much nowadays. But those are the two big leading factors to what goes on and how our world survives pretty much. You know what I mean? And it's so sad that people don't see the, I guess, the opposite side of the coin where all the money you're making in oil, you can make back in natural energy and still be okay. Like you're still going to be a billionaire. You're still going to be able to gas your yacht every weekend. Don't worry about it. But they just don't want to make that turn because like you said, everyone's scared of the fucking unknown and they don't want to take that leap or even be that first one to do it, I guess. You know what I mean? And it's so sad that we have to live a life like that when we have alternatives and we could still be rich at the same time. I, I don't understand it. Yeah. It's greed. Yeah, I guess that maybe that's what it is. I'm not a so-called greedy person, but then again, I don't have billions of dollars, so maybe I'm talking out of my ass as well. So who knows, <laughs> right? Money does fucked up uh, things to fucked up people. So Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. So you never know. But yeah, even going back to what's going on today, like you talked about the AIDS pandemic there that happened in New York. Even with us here in Toronto, we had that SARS incident that was huge up here for us. You know what I mean? And yes, yes. We survived that. And I was in the thick of it because during that time, my mom was in the hospital dying and I had to go visit her and everything. And it was even more scarier because people were walking around in like these fucking suits that you see in like the biohazard suits and stuff like that, right? And you had to check in and you had to do this, this and that. It was a lot more scarier than what's going on today where all you got to really do is wash your hands, quarantine yourself, fuck off, don't talk to anyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like we're panicking more now towards this virus than we were back then. And it's like, well, what has changed? And it's like there's more people, more money, more this, more maybe social media has to do with it because back then SARS when it was happening. Social media wasn't that big yet. Like, you know what I mean? So I, who, who knows what the contributing factors are nowadays? Yeah, I agree. Right? But then, again, going back to conspiracies, I don't know if you saw this online. It was a, a lot of people have tweeted this already, where they've shown that the last, I think, eight or eight to ten major pandemics that hit the world or viruses or diseases have all happened during an American election year. Yep, I saw that. Okay. <laughs> and what do you think about that? <laughs> uh, yeah, right? you start to say, wait a minute, is that true? Or is it yeah. coincidence? Because I'm not a guy who really believes in coincidences that much. Yeah, I, 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 I had to think back and like, wait a minute. Yeah, wait a minute. 
That's right. But, wow, who knows, right? Right. That's the thing. And who does yeah. know these? Uh, like, I want someone to, like, I hope when we pass or whatever happens afterwards, if you're religious, if you're not, energy, whatever it is, I really hope there's someone there to be like, okay, what answers do you want? I mean, what questions do you want answered that you didn't know about when you were down there? Like, you know what I mean? Because it's going to fucking eat me up. Like, I want to know, like, good or bad yeah, or whatever. Tell Just me. tell me. <laughs> That's my anxiety. <laughs> yeah, no, it is so true. It made me wonder. I'm like, wow. This is crazy. Yeah, it's so crazy. I don't know. But anyways, back to Zombie with a Shotgun. So what's left? What's next? Like you said, maybe Zombie with a Shotgun too. You hopefully might do it soon. But do you have anything on the horizon that you want to do other than Zombie with a Shotgun or that you have rumbling in your head there? Yeah, I, you know, I, I've, you know, developed like, um, you know, many pieces. Um, and again, you know, they they take time you know, to figure out, um, right. I think it is, is just, what I think it is, is just that, you know, design with shotgun is just so popular. Like, you know, that people see it as being very, definitely a commercial success. It has a potential to be very, you know, have that commercial success. So right. it's, it's, it's hard for me to come on board and say, Hey, look, I got this project when people say, but wait a minute, you know, uh, they, you know, look at the end of the day, this, it's a business, right? Of course. So, you know, you, you have these ideas and then, you know, you present it, but then they know who I am. They were like, but, you know, your cash cow basically is, is zombie with a shotgun. I get yeah. it. You know, um, you know, there's there's a big history on it eight, going back eight years, you know, many yeah. articles, podcasts, uh, you know, web series, comics, uh, um, you know, the feature film, you know, and there's a lot of articles on that too. And there's yeah. a lot of reviews on it online. Um, you know, people's written, you know, reviews on, on just seen on Amazon, which is, it's starting, you know, the number just keeps on growing and I get it, you know, so it's kind of difficult for me to come on board and, you know, to come on to invest and say, Hey, look, this is what I have. And mm-hmm. they were like, Oh, so, you know, wait a minute, but that zombie one is the one that, you know, we want, it's the one that we want because yeah. that's the one that's going to make money. Right. Uh, so it's very difficult. It's very difficult to add on these new projects and tell people okay. with, the, with, with that, would you say like. You know, that would be like sort of like the elephant in the room, you know, like I would, you know, you have a table here and you say, OK, I got this and that. And you're, everyone is just there. But yeah, but don't you got Zion with a shotgun? Why can you not mentioning that? <laughs> right. And again, it's a double edged sword because I could only imagine because, again, you hear from both sides. You hear people like, oh, I'll play this character to the day I die. And then you have other people. Uh, not only characters, but uh, franchises. Oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be known as that guy for that only franchise. Like, you know what I mean? And But it's like, but then if you don't, you're leaving money on the table. But then if you do, you might not get other projects. So it's like, you know what I mean? I, again, first world yeah, problems, it's, I it's, guess. It's, yeah, you know, no, that's <laughs> so true. You know, it, um, hey, you know, I, 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 as an artist, you always feel like that. You're like, oh right. man, you know, I don't want to be known as, zombie guy you know it's like you know it's it's i don't want to be known as that um but you know you you don't get that opportunity you know uh that that you know who knows if i could get that opportunity again where it has this sort of like you know you know like i said has this sort of fan base around it it it, it has that you know thing that you know for me to go on a new project Mm -hmm. and to go on social media and to get all the fans to go on board and and believe in it that, that takes time of course it's, it's really hard and um uh, and and hey look uh, i i think i'm probably one of the very few people uh in the indie film horror slash whatever you want to call it right. that created my own promotion machine mm-hmm. um that was able to take this little story idea and make and grow it and get it out there and basically telling everybody, I don't need your help because I have this, you know, social media uh, machine that I created over the last so many years. Right. I'm promoting this, um, and I'm having fun. Uh, I talk to maybe you know six to twelve fans a day, new wow. fans. Oh, that's awesome. That that says, oh, I saw your film, blah blah blah. This and that. This. And also, you get people that say, yo, it's a piece of you know crap, whatever, and everything. You get like both that. sides. That's of okay. That's okay. Yeah. You know, the, the, not all films is for everybody. Of course. You know, you know, there's a film that you saw that you love and you tell your friend, you're like, that's a piece of crap. But yep. it's different. I get it. But you still get people to watch it. Right. And um, I, I'm, I'm really happy about that because, you know, um, it's very hard to, you know, to have that, to have that 
you know, that sort of um, engagement with your fans and have them, um, you know, look at something and see the trailer and see mm-hmm. the the backtrack of, wow, what is this about? And then when you right. go, you know, you Google it, you're like, holy shit. <laughs> Why, where is this at? Why, I've never seen this before. What is this? Right. And um, that's, you know, it's again, it's going back to your question. It's kind of hard for me to say, okay, here's another project. Yeah. And, and you know, eventually, yes, I will go off and uh, do you know, other projects. And again, this business is very weird. Um, you know, I do have, um, you know, certain things that looks like it may happen, may not happen, but, um, you know, uh, I take it one day at a time. And, um, um, I think that having Zonway shotgun come out, you know, it's been out already for three months on, you know, since it premiered and Amazon and streaming services and just having the interest already to me is kind of like wow that's pretty quick that i already have people that's willing mm-hmm. to come on board and say hey we want to come in now and right. we want to put money in and we want to be able to help you do the sequel and i think that's cool no of course it's, again you can uh, you have a fan in me obviously cuz to me a good movie is when you're not on your phone and i th- Nowadays, it's so hard, and obviously, you got to do stuff sometimes, but I found myself watching a movie more than being on my phone more. You, you, you know what I'm saying? And to me, that's, that's the barometer nowadays for me, if I enjoy something or not. Uh, you know, that's very interesting because I've told, people have told me that, oh, you know, I watched a movie, but I was on my phone, and I didn't realize that I missed so much. Oh. You, have, you have to be engaged in the film. So, right. I've had... I don't know how many people tell me this. I had to watch the film second time because I had to put my phone down. I swear to you. I I couldn't believe how many people tell me that. They said because I couldn't understand what was going on. I said, yeah, there is a lot of shit that's happening on the film. Don't get me wrong. Yes, we we, we touched base on that. There was a lot of stuff happening in the film. And, um, you know, it's a different sort of take on zombies and different sort of like, you know, you know, style filming and making and everything. And, um, um, uh, in the very first five minutes, if you don't watch it, you're lost. It's true. You're, you're done. Yeah. You're, you're completely done. You, you just might always say, reset. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got to start it all over again. It's so true, especially nowadays with the attention span. If you don't know what's going on, you don't want to give it a chance and wait to see what pans out. And you're like, ah, oh, fuck this. And then that's it. Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, I, Maybe it's because they think it's an indie film and might not be as good as their expectations. So they're like, oh, let me just go on my phone and see what this is all about. And then they forget. And then they look up. They're like, oh, shit. Maybe that's what it yeah. is. You know what I mean? Okay, it could, I think that's what it, a lot of it is. I think, uh, I think again, the title kind of like, you know, again, you know, people, not everybody, but, you know, uh, yeah, zombie with a shotgun. Oh, wow. I'm going to see this freaking kick-ass zombie that's on the trailer and he's gonna shoot everybody <laughs> why not i could be on my phone watch that that's cool right that's yeah. what i that's what i think it is yeah and I think so people's too. on the phone and just expecting to see the zombie blast everybody <laughs> uh unfortunately you do not get that uh you get a little glimpse of that uh, oh, yes. and and you know uh, i i've told you know the fans also that you know on the sequel uh, with more money, I promise them to give them a, a scene or two of blasting. There so I tell them, stay tuned. You know, <laughs> fantastic. That's what I like to hear. You can't get enough of more blasting in a horror movie. Yeah. Uh, Either way, whichever uh, way you want to take it, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> oh so. shit! I don't know if I asked you this the last time, but I don't think so. But if I did, I'm sorry. I get hit in the head a lot. People know when, when that listen to the show, and I also smoke a ton of weed. Again, being Canadian, it's legal up here now, so I have an excuse. But what was the hardest thing that you did or filmed that that like? I mean, like not hardest, but what was the thing that infuriated you the most? You're like, fuck, I can't get this right. I can't do it. But then eventually, you're like, fuck, I got it finally. And you're like, ah, oh. like you know, you had one of those aha moments. Do you have any of those? Oh, uh, filming zombie? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. There. Were, uh, I mean, you know, the problem was that we were shooting in the hottest, like, temp, uh, the hottest week of the su- of of the summer. Okay. Um. Those. You know, it was. You know, ninety five, ninety seven, ninety eight. You know, it was, Shit. and we were shooting in like basements with no AC or anything, and it was really hot. Right. And um, there was, this, you know. Uh, me being very, um, you know, again, 
whatever you want to call it, you know, just going out there and I'm going to do this shit, you know, as you know, when you have, uh, uh, you know, filmmaking, when you're filming, um, when, when you have more than three people in a scene, it, it's, it's, a, it becomes time consuming. Right. And there's scenes in the film that I have, you have more than five people in the scene mm. and that becomes holy, you know, that <laughs> becomes you know, a whole day shooting. Shit, okay. You know, because you got to get everyone's reaction, got everybody, you know. That's so there true. So there's multiple scenes there that you have more than five people in the scene. Right. Um, and again, I don't suggest anybody, you know, especially starting off in filmmaking, mm-hmm. you know, have a scene with, you know, five people plus and having this whole scene and everything with a low budget. You know, yeah, right. you could do it. But the way we did it, we had it uh, in a basement. is 97 degrees outside Fuck. in a basement. It's like 103, 104, no, but lights beaming and uh, right. no AC, no fan, nothing. And here we go. We shoot. And wow. uh, I just remember the first two hours, um, I just said, we're not going to make it. <laughs> That's it. You already knew. <laughs> yeah. I said, we're not going to make it. This uh, is unbearable. Yeah. Uh, my actors is going to walk out. Um <laughs> And I was like, this this is not going to work. And I was just was remembering, like, looking at everybody sweating and then, you know, fanning each other and everything. And I just said, I don't, I, you know, it's my, I'm, you know, when you're the director, everyone's looking at you. Of and, course. And, you know, I get guys telling me, you know, I have one guy kept on telling me just to let you know my, my um, whatever, he had like some digital watch or whatever was yeah. showing me. It's 105 degrees here. And I'm like, dude, put it away, dude. I, I, I know it's hot. You don't tell me every freaking 20 minutes. You know what I mean? Uh, and it was like very frustrating. Of course. Yeah, I know it. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, you got to play cool. Uh, and, you know, me, you know, I'm telling everybody, hey, you know, let's take water break here, water break there. Is everybody cool? Is there everybody go. good to go? Yeah. And again, um, it was the the crew and cast that believed in the project and they went with it and uh that was really hard and i remember the scene finishing um and we had two no three scenes like that okay that was like i can't believe we did this and it was very difficult very hot and um each of those three scenes um i remember just like relief like oh this that was great we did it so yeah it it had to do with with the weather temperature okay that's cool i always like to know these little things that people really don't know and the nuances that goes into making it because everyone again watches it is everyone could critique it not knowing how hard it was to make and again i'm not I'm one of those people who believe that people should get a pass just because it was hard to do it it's got to be hard and good at the same time and yeah, that's what yeah, she said absolutely. obviously but you know what i mean it's like eh, but what can you do you ready for the dumbass yeah. of the week speaking let's of go, uh, let's go all right okay this is topical for what's going on. Again, this is what's going on in today's with, with the coronavirus and shit. But what's the biggest thing that you've heard that's just nonsense, like rumor about the coronavirus? Have you heard anything that's crazy? Like, for example, one I heard early on was that if you had a beard, sort of like mine, that's almost down to my, I guess, tits, so to speak, that you could, could contract it faster. And obviously that's been debunked now. It, it's not because you could contract it faster. It's because if you get sick... They can't really put a face mask on and contain you properly so you don't pass it on to other people. So that's something different. Have you ever heard yeah. of anything crazy so far that people just dove right into? Yeah, I did. Oh. I, heard that Amer- I heard that Americans can't get it. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. yeah. I was like, no, Americans can't get it. That's, that's, we're, we're, we're good. You know, it's, it's not going to hit us. It's okay. Even if we get it. It's just gonna go by. Yep, yeah, that's I did hear that, and I'm like, huh? Wait a minute. <laughs> I did hear that one. That one was the first, like the first week. You know, it's not here well, yet. Well, you know, because we can't get it. <laughs> oh, as they say, ignorance is bliss. Sometimes, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, everything is shutting down. The college is all closed. <laughs> Everything's going down one by one. Oh. I know, as of this recording, they shut down like all the major sporting leagues. NBA's done, NHL's done, MLS is done, fucking lacrosse is done. I don't know if even anyone cares about lacrosse, but all major sporting events shut down, and whoever is going, they're going to proceed with no audience. Like the PGA's doing this, they're having no people there. It's just the actual athletes, and it's like, 
Well, you know, but then again, you know what? If this is what it takes to contain it and not spread it even more, so be it. Everyone's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. So you don't have sports for a couple of months. Pretend it's the summertime. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> but anyways, why I bring this up? Stupid people online. This is a major one. This is the one I saw mostly about. So everyone knows you got to wash your hands for 20 seconds. Don't touch your face. All the I, Well, I hope people know that. Again, I shouldn't say everyone knows common sense because common sense isn't common anymore. But the one thing people are doing now because of the shortage of like the sanitizers and soap that everyone's going and running and buying out to, mm-hmm. guess what people are using as an alternative? If you had a wild guess, what would you use as, as an alternative for sanitizer? Uh, alcohol or the, um, what's the other one? Uh, peroxide. Um, go ahead. Tell me. I thought you were going to say piss for a second, but no, it's not piss. It's the first one you said. People are using, for some reason, only vodka. They think vodka could kill the virus. Wow. <laughs> Again, what... They, old, old, yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> like, these are like the old wives' tales that you're brought up on. Like, I don't know about you, but me being my, my Portuguese background, we had all these things that, oh, if you do this a certain way, then you're going to get this happen. Oh, if you're sick, you got to eat this certain thing. And it's like... Yeah, nah, yeah, it doesn't yeah. really work. And you guys were all just fooled into believing the shit. And we yeah. actually have science to back shit up nowadays. <laughs> yeah, maybe that maybe that's a conspiracy, right? The the the, the, the alcohol liquor uh, tries to put that sort of like theory out, so people say, mm-hmm. "Yeah, let's let's buy vodka." You know, but here's the thing, though: a few companies come out and tweeted and said, "Stop using our vodka to try and." kill this virus because it's not working and we don't want to get sued or be liable for uh, it okay okay that's good that's good then okay that's good. which is good because again you hear the stories of these fucking assholes who are up charging for like soap and other stuff and it's like I we're know. going through a crisis find over here in new york for fifteen thousand dollars really who's, good yeah no that's awesome I, like you know if anything and not just again people need to make money i understand people need to survive but at the same time, you don't need to gouge people. You know what I mean? Like, come on, yeah, have some silly. human. Don't do that. Man, I don't know, man. I, I don't know where it's gone. I, I blame everything on social media. <laughs> a lot of it is. That's yes. my go-to. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's so desensitized that no one has that like that human factor anymore. You know what I mean? We become like robots. It's all about self-sustaining and having what you want, and that's and fuck off everybody else. You know what I mean? Too bad. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's so sad. So yeah, the dumbass of the week, I guess, is just people believing the hype. I guess that's fair to say. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is, especially now. Yeah, I know. So people, just wash your hands, keep your distance, don't touch anyone, and that's it. <laughs> we'll, yep. we'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Perfect. So plug your shit. Where could people find Zabi with the shotgun? Follow you, follow Zabi with the shotgun, all that fun stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh I'd like to tell a lot of people this, and I always say this. Um, it's, if you've never heard of Zombie with a Shotgun, uh, go Google Zombie with a Shotgun first episode. And there you can see the first episode, and it's uh, like four minutes and change. And if you like that episode, is what you see there is basically what you're going to get in the feature. Gotcha. And it has a sort of the feel for it. You know, those, the, the, the main guy in that film is the lead in this film. Right. And, um, you know, if you're interested, you can definitely go to um, – it's on Amazon. And if you have Prime, of course, you get to see it for free. Uh, you just search Zombie with a Shotgun. Um, it's also in Google Play. Mm-hmm. It's also in YouTube. And Tubi. Tubi's been very popular lately because it's a you know a free site that anybody can get and is able to just watch it right there in the laptop, just one, two, three. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you wanted to be able to uh, follow social media, I'm on every single show, social media platform from Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook. You just, you know, search down with a shotgun. I'm there. I'm usually on Twitter. That's a daily basis. I do updates, and if you have questions to ask me, you can hit me up, follow me. I definitely will follow you back. And um, I shoot out in daily basis uh, things to watch the film, where you can watch it, pictures, images, little videos. And that's sort of my promotion machine that I'm doing myself to promote it out there and everything. And you guys could check me out there. Um, And, uh, yeah, you know, we also have a zombiewithashotgun.com. You know, we do sell comics, merch, and everything there. You could check that out. We're going to revamp the site soon um, to basically have all the other information, updates, and stuff like that, and how story of how Zombie Shotgun started and how it's doing now and Mm. to stay tuned on to the uh, sequel 
Perfect. Fantastic. And for myself, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter under Finga Styles. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast DAP. Email us your thoughts, suggestions, comments, anything you want to get off your chest at the podcast DAP at gmail.com. Rewind to the top of the show, support those fine sponsors because if it helps them out, it helps me out. And please, even Hilton knows this, the easiest thing to do to support us, rate Please rate five stars, five hearts, five likes, whatever the fuck the rating system is on across any of the platforms. And obviously for podcast forms, rate, subscribe, review, and all that fun stuff. All good, my friend? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Not a problem. So when part two comes out, you know you're welcome, right? Absolutely. Anytime, dude. I'd love to come on. Sounds good. So people, please wash your hands. Stay away from people. Wash your fucking ass, wash, wash your dick, wash everything on your body possible because we are dirty fucks sometimes. And please, do not panic. We will survive. <laughs> on that note, yes. he's Hilton. I'm Steve. This is the podcast. Peace. Take care.